No matter what you think of the weather, spring has sprung at Kennesaw State, at least as far as spring sports go. We've got three opening up this weekend. Lacrosse on the road, soccer on the road, softball at home opposite Virginia Tech. And oh yeah, with the A-Sun midweek switch up, men's basketball is still at home but opposite a new foe. Stetson comes to town Friday and Saturday. Get your tickets, ksuals.com slash tickets. And speaking of the website, ksuals.com, before we get into Inside the Nest, want to let you know we posted a story Wednesday morning with COVID-19 attendance policies across all of our spring sports. So it lets you know who's allowed to attend, the capacity, how attendance works, whether it's tickets or first come, first serve, everything you need to know for attending a Kennesaw State spring sports event, so not men's and women's basketball, but everything else that's going on this spring, you'll find it, ksuals.com. Make sure you get up to date on that today. I'm Nolan Alexander. Welcome to Inside the Nest. It's the official podcast of Kennesaw State Athletics, and it's brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of KSU Athletics. This is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. So, okay, a lot to get to on Inside the Nest today where we want to show some love and give a preview for the spring sports that, again, are starting this weekend. Here's what's on the docket today. Kaylee Mansell with Marissa Gore as Kennesaw State women's lacrosse opens up at Gardner-Webb this Friday. Marissa Gore previews it and gives us a unique superstition that she takes to every single game since she's been playing youth lacrosse. Volleyball got opened up this past weekend in big-time fashion at Bellarmine, in which Emma Scherfranz had a homecoming going back to Louisville, played well enough to earn a son player of the week. Jordan Griffith sits down with her. Soccer, women's soccer on the road at Jacksonville on Friday, UNF on Sunday. I sit down with head coach Benji Walton and get the latest scoop on Owls women's soccer. Oh yeah, softball. This weekend, Katie Greep, the outfielder, visits with Riley Robinson to look ahead to the 2021 softball season. And we'll wrap it all up with the trip around the A-Sun and Jordan Griffith, who recorded before the big A-Sun switch-up, but still pertinent info to stay up-to-date with the conference. Well, it's here. Every single sport going on at one time. Baseball gets started next weekend. Football's in preseason camp. The opener's February 27th. We've got men's and women's tennis at home this weekend. Women's track is at Samford. Men's golf and women's golf have both gotten in on the action to start the season. Men's golf has had some record-breaking performances. It is a busy time to be a Kennesaw State Owl, and we'll do our best to provide coverage here on Inside the Nest. So, spring has sprung. Let's get it started, opening it up with women's lacrosse. This weekend, Marissa Gore, one of the Gore sisters, sits down with Kaylee Mansell on Inside the Nest. Kennesaw State fans, I am Kaylee Mansell with the Owl Network sitting down with senior midfielder Marissa Gore of the lacrosse team. Marissa, thank you so much for joining me. At the start of the school year, the world was unsure if collegiate sports were even going to happen. So what does it mean to you to be able to have a lacrosse season your senior year? It means a lot to have a season. When our season was cut short last year, it was really devastating, especially for all of our seniors. We had 11 seniors and only one girl was able to come back and take her fifth year. Mm -hmm. 
So it was really devastating to see all their seasons and their careers cut short. They all really deserved so much better than that. So to be able to come back and have a season this year is just, it means everything to me. Going into your last season, what goals do you want to accomplish individually? Um, I never really look to make individual goals when I go into a season. I always try to focus on the team goals and the goals that have been every year since my freshman year has been to win ASUN, to win our conference, and to do really well in conference. So that's what I look for our team to do this year. Um, We have made it to the conference tournament every year so far. Luckily, this year, uh, hopefully we can make it further into the tournament and win the ASUN, make that a reality. I really like that you brought up the concept of team. Now, I know that you have a twin on the team as well, Sienna. So how would you say that her presence affects how you play the game? Well, we've been playing sports together and lacrosse together for a really long time. So we always know where we are on the team and we know how to play together very well. And some people say we have twin telepathy. (laughs) I wish that was a real thing. But it's just that we've been playing together for so long. We know each other's games and we're able to play just very well together. And to be able to play this sport with her has just been a gift. And it's been the most incredible experience to play the sport I love with my sister. Like you said, you guys have been playing this game for a long time. So would you say that that gives y'all an advantage on the field? I would say yes, it it certainly does. And it is just a really incredible experience Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of fun. As a senior, what sorts of advice did you give to the incoming freshman class on your team? We have a lot of fresh new freshmen this year, and I'm very impressed with all of them. Uh, something I always tell the new freshmen is to get out there and do a lot of extra practice, not just practicing you know, during our selected practice time, but getting out there and getting reps on your own, watching film, doing film sessions with the coaches, Another thing I tell them is to enjoy it because it really does grow really fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the day to day seems really long. You know, the days are hard, but at the here I am four years later, I'm a senior already. It's it's gone fast and it is really an incredible experience and something you know you really have to step back and enjoy. As someone who went through the recruitment process and has seen three recruitment classes come through, what advice would you give to high school students who are looking to be recruited for lacrosse? Well, I know recruiting, having gone through it myself, is not a very easy process. I would say if you know what schools you want to go to, Mary, maybe you narrow it down to a couple, you go to a lot of their camps. Go to every camp that they have. Go to everything that they're putting out there and, you know, get advice from the coaches. Hey, what can I work on? You know, what do I need to work on to you know, be at your school, be, you know, on the team and then focus on those things, whether it's your left hand, whether they need a draw specialist, find things like that. And that gives you a niche to be able to be on the team. You brought up the word niche. Niche reminds me of superstition, which athletes tend to be a little bit superstitious. So do you have a pregame or postgame ritual that has been essential to your game? I, I'm not really that superstitious. I do knock on wood a lot. (laughs) things. Um, I don't really have any rituals. Uh, One weird thing I do have is um, I'm a huge nerd. I'm a Star Wars fan. Oh, me too. And I, one time in middle school, I found this little doll of a Darth Vader in my basketball bag. And I had no idea how he got there. 
So literally since sixth grade, he's been in every sports bag I've had. He just sits in my lacrosse bag. And it's just something I always feel like I need to have with me. <laughs> wow. Do you ever take him out or does he just stay in there? He, he just kind of stays in there. Sometimes he falls out if I'm like getting my shoes out of my bag. And no one's really said anything to be, me about it, which I, I think is a little surprising. Because <laughs> if I saw that, I'd be really confused. But yeah. Well, I'm inclined to ask you, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? This could be controversial, but I'm I'm all ears. That's a tough one. It either has to be number five or number six. Um, I'm not a fan of the new ones at all. Mm-hmm. I don't really count them as Star Wars movies. Uh, but five and six are just awesome. And five's just the classic. Oh, absolutely. I could not agree more. Even if you don't watch the Star Wars movies, you know from episode five that Darth Vader is Luke's father. So I completely see eye to eye with you on that. But for the last thing, Marissa, I always give athletes the chance to have the floor, whether it's shouting out someone from your family, someone on your team, or something. Or if you just want to talk about your schedule a little bit, the floor is yours. Well, talking about our schedule first, I'm really excited for all of our conference games, Jacksonville, Stetson, and Liberty. And we have the opportunity that the ASUN conference is going to be hosted in our stadium. So we're all really excited about that this year. Um, also, one of our favorite games this year is playing against Mercer. They're the only other Division One lacrosse team here in Georgia. So whenever we play them, we see it as a fight for the state. Mm-hmm. And last year, it was a really exciting game. Unfortunately, we lost. But this year, we're looking to go over to their stadium and give them a little payback. So we're excited for that. Um, some shout outs. I'd really like to shout out our team. Everyone has been working really hard. It's been a crazy year with all the COVID regulations and the quarantines and all this and everyone's been really working hard and I think we're gonna have a really amazing season this year and I'd like to shout out our coaches and Mindy who have been just doing everything they can to get us games this year we're just really happy that you know all the work they're doing to get us our games Marissa again thank you so much for sitting down with me I cannot wait to see what you and the rest of your team accomplish this season I'm actually assigned to women's lacrosse so I will be at a few of your games and I'm really excited to watch you out on the field thank you Thank you. Get your favorite KSU apparel, name brand items, gifts, and more at the KSU Bookstore. Whether you're looking for an Adidas jersey, a KSU sweatshirt, or a new hat, they've got you covered. Shop in their stadium store on game days, visit them in the Student Center, or shop online today. Visit the KSU Bookstore online at ksustore.kennesaw.edu. We move ahead on Inside the Nest with Emma Sherfronts. The A-Sun Player of the Week, who played a critical part in the Owls' sweep of Bellarmine on the road. She visits with Jordan Griffith on Inside the Nest. All right, Emma, thanks so much for joining me today. My first question for you is, you guys had a longer layoff than some of the sports, more than a full calendar year. Finally get the win last weekend at Bellarmine. What was it like being back out there? Uh, it was definitely a sweet like treat just being able to be back out there because it was exactly 14 months since we last played. So it was definitely just so much fun being there, just being able to pull out the wins were even more fun too, just because the team has been anxiously waiting for that to happen. Yeah, what has kind of the wait been like? You guys were kind of teased with the UAB home opener. That gets canceled. And then, like you said, now exactly 14 months later, what was that kind of like? Um, it was definitely a lot of mental challenges, that was for sure, just because you're so used to just 
playing fall and then going into spring training and then playing fall again. So it was definitely mentally challenging because you were just constantly um, training and not being able to just have a game seeing in the eye because when we came in August, Coach told us you had like so many like days and stuff. And it was, I mean, it was definitely fun. I mean, I think a lot of us improved, which was huge. So what did you miss most about playing? I definitely miss like the competitiveness, like with it, like our team is very competitive, but like just having the crowd there too, that was a huge part that I definitely miss because just our crowd, our fans are amazing and they're always so active in our games. And so that was probably the biggest part. You actually went back to your hometown in Louisville and got two wins. Not a whole lot of players, especially at the collegiate level, get to do that. What was that kind of like for you? Yes, it was um, definitely a lot of fun just because, I mean, those are my parents, Bellarmine's my parents' alma mater and everything like that. So it was definitely fun going to hometown and having my family being able to watch me in person instead of them like having to travel to like Lipscomb or just coming down to Kennesaw to watch me play. I was able to see some family that lives in Cleveland that they never have been able to see me play. So it was definitely fun going to my hometown, playing against some former teammates of mine and stuff like that. I got to imagine your parents were rooting for Kennesaw State, right? Yes, they definitely were, but that didn't mean that they were rooting against Bellarmine, though. <laughs> okay, that that's kind of a happy medium there. Yeah. Um, we were talking about the home opener. Once again, it got canceled, pushed all the way back to the 26th. So you guys are going to be on the road for another few games. What? How taxing can that be going on the road so often? It can definitely be a lot um, physically just because you're on a bus for six, seven, eight hours at a time going there and then coming back and then us having to leave right after the game. So we're not getting back until like two or three in the morning. It's definitely a lot. But I know that like we have really been training for that type of stuff. So like physically, I think we're there. Yes, it is draining, especially with schoolwork and stuff. But I think it is a lot of fun just to be at like away and stuff like that, being on other people's courts and trying to get those wins too. Okay. Well, well what, what's another reason why it's kind of so fun to be on the road? Um, I think it's definitely we're building chemistry too. Cause like on the bus, there'll be sometimes those longer bus rides, we'll all sometimes get together and just like play these card games or just like have conversations with each other. So I think it also helps build our chemistry on the team, which is amazing. Okay. You were talking about the fans at Kennesaw State and how electric they are. What's it kind of been not being able to be there? And how much are you looking forward to being back in the Convocation Center on the 26th? Being in, back in the Convo is definitely going to be a lot because I know our home openers do bring in a lot of fans. And I know with COVID, it's going to be hard being able to get a full crowd that we usually do for a home opener. But I know that it's definitely going to be exhilarating and stuff like that, just because I know our fans are probably excited to get back and watch us, too. Absolutely. Being a contributing sophomore on such a veteran team, what have you been able to learn from all these experienced, tremendous players? Um, I've definitely, definitely been able to learn like how to mentally be prepared and just physically be prepared and stuff like that, because definitely being a young and on the team, it definitely shows, puts me bet, like more in a perspective on how this team really works and on how much um, these, like Lauren and Carly are such great role models and leaders on the team because they're just so competitive. And I'm able to see the competitiveness on the team and then able to put my con contributions into it. Okay, my last question for you. Going into the game versus College of Charleston, 
what is something that the team needs to improve on to continue the success? Um, I think just kind of keep on communicating and stuff because we do have a different lineup than what we did last year than what we anticipated of having in general too. So like, I know some others that this could be their first time playing, they could be a freshman or anything like that and just helping them through the game because I was in their same boat last year, like being a freshman and like playing and stuff, it definitely is scary. And so just being able to like be a leader and helping the youngins and the ones that are able to now play, just get more comfortable on the court. Holy hand-rolled tortillas. Does Chewy's know Tex-Mex or what? We're making our fresh tortillas all day long. Perfect for wrapping up Chewy's famous Chicka Chicka Boom Boom enchiladas. Stuffed with house-roasted chicken, smothered in spicy, cheesy Boom Boom sauce. Better have a handshake and fresh limerita handy. Just saying. So gather up your friends because you can dine in at Chewy's or get it to go. We even have meal kits available for pickup or delivery at order.chewy's.com. Locations in Kennesaw and Perimeter. Find us at Chewies.com. See y'all at Chewies. We'd like to take this time to thank our proud partner, Coca-Cola, for being the beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. In 2019, Kennesaw State women's soccer played to the bitter end in penalty kicks against Lipscomb in the A-Sun Championship match. The Bisons advanced in PKs 3-2. It was... An incredible run in the A-Sun playoffs for KSU Soccer, who got revenge against North Florida, took down FGCU, advanced in PKs, and then played Lipscomb on the road in a cold early November night in Nashville. Two penalty kicks. So what's ahead in 2021? Well, some key seniors are lost. However, two members on the A-Sun all-preseason squad, Aaron Harris and Becky Contreras, look to lead the charge in a group that returns plenty of experience. Head coach Benji Walton tells us more on Inside the Nest. Head coach Benji Walton joins us on Inside the Nest as Kennesaw State soccer is set to open up the spring 21 season this weekend down in Jacksonville opposite JU on Friday and UNF on Sunday in a pair of non-conference matches. So coach, we'll get to the opponents in just a second, but I know it's been a long time coming. The initial season opener was canceled against Charlotte. I'm sure your team has just been itching to get back out there on the pitch in a true soccer match. No scrimmage, no practice opposite somebody else not wearing black, gold, or white, right? Uh, that's exact words we talked about today, honestly. I, I think we is it literally um, we we're about a month shy of one year from uh, playing someone outside of ourselves, so we are – extremely excited i mean the team you know talking to the seniors especially have been waiting for this moment for quite some time so we're eager to get out there and dust off the rust a little bit and hopefully get the nerves out and uh, go compete and see see what we what we're made of where do you think the strengths lie in this year's team we we're a veteran group for once and it feels like every year since i've been at kennesaw i've been talking about the youth of my team but this year uh, i think our strength lies in our in our experience you know we return a lot of senior seniors to the roster and juniors who played major minutes who we, some of which like Jenna Volrath last year was out with a lot of injury she was I think leading goal scorer right up there um the year before so having her back up top uh, and Aaron Harris back up top um Kelsey Hahn in the back line uh, Kendall Hart who's played major minutes her entire career um Kendall Baker just 
really just depth in experience. So really excited about that. And, um, you know, I think in our attack, we're an attack-minded team. And I think it'll be fun to watch having Jenna Volrath back and, and Kendall Higgs back on the field as well, two players who weren't in the final last year when we played against Lipscomb. Um, so just excited to see what we can do and hopefully can kind of uh, unleash them a little bit and, and hopefully it'll translate. You never know, but, you know, feel feel like we've had moments of, of some fun soccer in the training, training grounds. So hopefully that translates. Mm -hmm. Well, one name who's not veteran, but is a headliner is the preseason all a Sun member, Becky Contreras. She was a Sun freshman of the year back in 2019. What's big for Becky this year? to continue her trajectory and not fall into the cliche sophomore slump that, you know, we do see happen time to time. Yeah, absolutely. I think Becky, for her, you know, when you get accolades, people also know who you are. Uh, so it's, you know, she'll be, people will always be looking for her and making sure they're accountable for her. Um, but she's such a instinct, instinctual player. I don't even know if it, instinctual is a word, but um, everything she does just comes from instinct I mean she feels the game as much as she talks as X's nose she solves problems in the run of play so I think for her you know it's just continuing to just be herself and not overthink the the situation and I, I don't really see that in her she's a unique personality in the fact that she's um keeps everything pretty light she loves the game and you can tell um she doesn't take herself too seriously but she goes out there and will flat out battle for a ball um and I and I around her people stay light because of that so it's uh uh i think she just got to go out there and be herself and let the game come to her and not not try to do more than she's capable of doing and just play her role um when she does what she does really well our team is pretty good so we just need her to be herself tiffany soren powell is now pursuing a professional career playing soccer and we are excited for her and wish her the best but uh that's been a big name back in the net for the past few seasons who looks to be out there and, and earn playing time as a goalkeeper for Kennesaw State this spring? Uh, we're, we're excited about our goalkeepers. Uh, Dylan Pixton is uh, a player who comes from Florida, you know, the Orlando area, and she has been on Tiff's heels for a couple years now. I think it's one of those things Tiff never relinquished the job, you know, and Tiff knew she had no room for error because Dylan is such a technical, sound, smart goalkeeper. Um, it was one of those things Tiff got maybe a, a step on her just because of experience. And then just, like I said, just never kind of relinquished the job. So we've, we've had a player ready to go for a while now. And I'm excited for Dylan, looking forward to Dylan to take the reins and, and go with it. And then, you know, AJ Needham has grown tremendous in the past year as a player. Um, just came in very raw as a freshman, but I've really this sophomore year seen a new side of AJ. So excited to kind of see, um, AJ continuing to grow in the, in the goalkeeper role. So looking forward to seeing what happens, but, you know, we're excited about our keepers. It's an area of depth for us as well. So looking forward to, you know, it's one of those times, sometimes that hungry player comes off the bench and just takes over with no, no issue. And I, and I see that with Dylan. I think she's, she's eager and ready and the players have nothing but confidence in her. Well, this weekend, familiar foes, Jacksonville and UNF, obviously mm -hmm. ASUN members. We played them just about every season. But to start out with, it, it's a non-conference match. So going into this weekend, you know what they have. What are you expecting out of what you'll see with JU and UNF? Uh, well, it's one of those things. When you, sometimes if you know a team, it can be, it can be more challenging than if you don't know a team. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can kind of, you're prepared for them, but you also know there's an extra level of intensity when it comes to playing a conference opponent, whether it's a conference game or not. Um, Jacksonville, you know, they are hungry. They have a brand new coach. They are, you know, trying to find their identity and they're not, they have nothing to lose. I mean, they're out to do everything they can to make the season success. So, and that's our first game. They've, they've played a couple games. They're finding themselves and, you know, we haven't. So sometimes they get a little more advantage because they, they can work through some wrinkles and, and we are going to roll out the ball and, and kind of see what happens and hope that what we've been prepping for is working. <laughs> um, you know, North Florida returns the same exact team for the most part. Um, and they were pretty darn good last year. In fact, I thought they were one of the top two teams in the conference last year and they were burnt, returned everybody. So um there's someone that i think is going to surprise the conference so we've got our hands full without a doubt two openers this weekend um so i expect a, a hard fall weekend i expect us to leave there you know knowing we were in a dog fight for two straight games and you know i think the teams that execute the best will come out with a result and um you know we're we're hopeful that it's us but i tell you there's definitely no overconfidence going to either one of these two games, because I think either one of these teams at home, I think they're both games, mm-hmm. Jacksonville's their first home game. So they'll be excited about that. Um, and UNF, they've played one, I know, but um, they're always difficult home or on the road. It don't matter. So it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a challenge. And your squad ended their season last year. Right, right. 2019, right. I keep saying last year, but last yeah. season that we were it out there. Like, yes. Yeah, and it, anytime. I mean, every time we play them, it's usually a one-goal affair or it has, you know, season on the line implications uh usually i think last year they beat us at home in the regular season and it really dropped it, it made it very the last few games were imperative because we lost that game they put the, the way the world on our shoulders because they came in and beat us on our own field and we played them in the tournament and of course we got the better uh, on that day uh so every game we play with them it's just like you just know it's gonna be a war i don't think i've had one game against north florida where i've looked around going woof that was a breeze. Um, they are <laughs> they are a fighting, fighting, passionate team, and uh, I admire that about them. And you know, I just, we want to hopefully answer the bell. If we don't, it'll be a long, long Sunday. So um, we've got to come in ready to play. Coach, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck down in the River City, opposite JU and UNF this weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it, Nolan. Here's Wellstar's wellness tip of the podcast. Strokes are always an emergency, even during a pandemic. That's why Wellstar encourages everyone to be fast when it comes to spotting the signs of a stroke. Look for balance loss, eyesight changes, face drooping, arm weakness, and slurred speech. That means it's time to call 911. For more information, visit wellstar.org. We move ahead on Inside the Nest as Kennesaw State softball opens up a 21 schedule at Bailey Park this weekend opposite ACC foe Virginia Tech. Riley Robinson of the Owl Network visits with outfielder Katie Greep, who's back to look at picking up where she left off to close out the 2020 season. Riley and Katie Greep on Inside the Nest. Hey there, Owl Network. My name is Riley Robinson, and today I'm sitting down with softball player Katie Greep to discuss the upcoming season and how she has grown here in her softball journey at KSU. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Katie. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. 
So last season, your team had the season cut short due to COVID. So in what ways have y'all taken that extra time off and prepared for this upcoming season? Um, well, I really feel like once everything happened and we were all sent home, it was very difficult for all of us to kind of stay together and communicate with one another. But individually, I feel like we all did our own part and we, you know, went to the cages when we could, if they were open or, you know, any area that we could use to really practice and stay in shape to come back because, you know, like our whole lives, we've never had this much time off. So it's been a really big just adjustment from everything, but we've all really contributed a lot. And I feel like we're really ready for this season. Have you done anything individually to train? Yeah, um, I have really tried hard in staying in shape by hiking. That was like my main thing back at home. Mm -hmm. um, and not only that, I had a cage in my backyard that my dad and I built a long time ago. So I went in there as much as I could. Um, luckily, I'm fortunate enough to do that. And then I was playing catch with my dad a lot. And we have a field behind my house that I would go to. And I really just wanted to better myself, not only for my benefit, but also for the teams as well. Yeah, that's awesome. It's great. So since it has been about 11 months, tell me about how you and your team are feeling going into the opener next Saturday. Wow. Um, it's been almost a year since we've played. So it's been crazy. We're all really excited to get back into it and start to play again. Of course, it's going to be really different than it was last year. Um, but that's like great because it kind of challenges us to be a different team, but also remain the same as we were before. And I feel like we've grown a lot since then. And I feel like we're all really ready just to get back into it. Yeah, of course. So what ways have you seen your team grown since last season? I feel like we've done a lot more communicating with one another, which has really just improved our relationship with the team. And we've worked really hard in trying to get back into that practicing and, you know, waking up super early to work out type of pace. And we really try to pick each other up and hold each other accountable for things because it has been really challenging to get back into it. Yeah. So I feel like we've really bonded in that way because we know we all understand what it feels like for the struggle of adjusting back into it. Yeah, for sure. So going into this season, what are some goals that y'all have as a team? Um, we're really trying hard to just play game by game. I feel like that's what made us successful last year. Um, we really want to focus on just understanding that it has been a long time since we've played mm -hmm. and we've worked really hard to get there and we just want to take it you know play by play out by out inning by inning things like that yeah of course so since y'all didn't get to do a like conference um tournament last year or anything like that who do y'all think will be your biggest competition coming into this season and why um I really believe because I know I know from last year we unfortunately didn't get to play them but Liberty was always someone that, um, you know, was supposed to be our biggest competition. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't really heard a lot from the other teams. And we actually do have a new team in our conference. Yeah. So 
we have no idea at this point. So we're just hoping to get out there and do our best and hopefully yeah. win. Yeah, because y'all have nothing to go off from from last year. No stats. Exactly. Like, yes. Two years ago. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So just personally, how have you seen yourself grow in softball from your freshman, sophomore, and now your junior year? Well, I feel like from my freshman year, definitely it it was a huge adjustment. I'm from California, so I'm not close at all to home. And um, starting out my freshman year, it was uh, really challenging for me to figure out a good balance between, you know, school and practices and everything and getting into playing. And I felt like I started to get the hang of things. And then, you know, you fall off sometimes, get back up. Mm -hmm. um, and then going into my sophomore year, I felt like, okay, well, this is what I did my freshman year. So let's take that and then make it better. Yeah. So I felt like I really improved from my confidence, especially in the batter's box, which is one of the biggest things a softball player could have yeah. is that rising confidence in the box. And I started to become pretty successful. But on top of that, my team really just changed a lot from freshman to sophomore year, which I feel, felt like had such a big effect on not just me, but everyone. And I feel like this year, we're just going to keep that going, especially because of all the crazy things that have happened this past year. Yeah. So you have a new up upcoming class this season of like new freshmen. And then also you, the sophomores, I feel as of like last season, didn't get to play a whole season. So are mm -hmm. you expecting any good breakouts from any freshmen or sophomores this upcoming season? Our, our sophomores now, freshmen last year, they were really doing very well for, mm -hmm. you know, freshmen, their first yeah. year and the nerves and everything. But I really have seen from last year to this year, they've all improved so much. And they're the girls that hit, wow, they just, they're so much stronger and they have this confidence in them that they didn't have before, which I feel like everyone does that. I mean, I went through that too, going mm -hmm. in from my freshman to sophomore year. And then the freshmen, they're all phenomenal. They've all contributed so much to this team so far, and we've just practiced. So I just can't wait to see all of them on the field. That's awesome. Yeah, of course. So I did hear that you said you were from California originally. So what has yeah. been the biggest change coming from California to Georgia, like playing a D1 sport? Well, um, I honestly had no idea what kind of state was <laughs> when I first um, got introduced to it. And I just wanted to go somewhere different because mm -hmm. I've been born and raised in California my whole life. And um, I just, I remember driving onto this campus for the first time with my parents and I got butterflies. And I was just like, this is my home. I want to be here. And ever since then, I've never regretted the decision. That's awesome. That's so awesome to hear. So this is my last question. So do you have any like pregame rituals or superstitions that you do? Oh gosh. Um, I do actually. <laughs> um, I wouldn't, I try my best not to say it's a superstition just because if I do, then I feel like, Oh, I didn't do good because of that. Yeah. But one of the big things is I have to have a certain energy drink before every game. What is it's, it? it's the sugar-free monster, the white one. Okay. Yeah. That's like my go-to. I have to have it. I feel like that pushes me through games. And I also have to wear this certain um, undershirt under my jersey. Mm -hmm. And 
it's not a full sleeve one. So even when it's cold outside, I'm like, I got to wear it. So I just go through the game. It's like 20 degrees, but I'm just like, I have to wear it. I have to do it. And um, I also have to have two pieces of gum in my mouth at all times. Oh, wow. So you have have a lot. (laughs) I do. (laughs) That's awesome though. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today and good luck next Saturday against Virginia Tech. Thank you. Catch Katie Greep and the rest of the Owls next Saturday at their doubleheader home opener against Virginia Tech. For the Owl Network, I am Riley Robinson. If you're enjoying this episode of Inside the Nest, where spring has sprung, we preview the three sports that start this weekend across Kennesaw State Athletics. Make sure to either like this podcast, rate it, love those five-star ratings, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to Inside the Nest. If you aren't listening on your favorite platform, there's a really good chance that we're there. So search KSU Owls or Inside the Nest on your favorite podcasting platform and make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. We'll wrap it up with a trip around the A-Sun with Jordan Griffith on Inside the Nest. What's going on, Owls fans? Jordan Griffith here again for another trip around the A-Sun. Now, this is one day removed from my Kansas City Chiefs getting absolutely whooped in the Super Bowl. But you know what? I'm going to power through it. It was tough getting out of bed. It was just a tough day. But I'm going to power through it because I could not be more excited to talk about A-Sun basketball. So let's get right into it. Okay, so first, let's look at the men's conference right there at the top. Can you believe it? Bellarmine. 8-2, 11-5 overall on the season, coming off a 63-44 win over the Jacksonville Dolphins. An incredible season that Coach Davenport has had for the Bellarmine Knights. Really unbelievable, coming from Division to the Great Lakes Valley Conference. You heard that right, the Great Lakes Valley Conference. All of a sudden, they are taking over the A-Sun. They're at 8-2 right now, Liberty at 6-2, followed by North Florida, North Alabama, Lipscomb. Florida Gulf Coast, Stetson, Jacksonville, and Kennesaw State down there at 0-10. But again, the Knights have had a tremendous season. You could not expect anything more than what they have been doing. So 8-2 is a tremendous start. Also looking at the Liberty Flames, coming off a very tough game against Lancaster Bible College. Of course, that is a, I'm being facetious, that is a non-conference game. It's just, it's just what has COVID has really brought about. You have to schedule last minute. Liberty is no different. Of course, that was still just a joke. But they had a 90-49 win over Lancaster Bible. North Florida staying in the race. They're 7-11 overall, but 5-3 in the conference. 82-72 over North Alabama. And the kind of a drop-off there from North Alabama on. But a very interesting top of the race with Bellarmine. You got to admit, this team is playing much better than expectations. They're picked 8th and 9th in the media and coaches preseason poll, and they are absolutely dominating the A-Sun at this point in the season. Now looking at the women's conference. No surprise here, sitting at the top, 8-0, perfect on the season. The Queens reign supreme of the A-Sun, Florida Gulf Coast, 8-0, 15-2 overall in the season. Wow. Uh, then Liberty at, at second. They are second in both of these conferences, 8-2, 12-5 on the season. North Florida actually also tied for second, at 8-2, and two, right behind them. And you know all about Jazz Bond. Liberty, they're playing great. Emily Lytle's playing the best basketball of her career. And then Kirsten Bell. I don't know how many times I have to mention it. I mentioned it on the, on the ESPN broadcast. 
Kirsten Bell seems to be an every week reminder that she's on Florida Gulf Coast as a sophomore and quite possibly the best player in the conference already. But after that, you kind of have a drop off of Lipscomb, Bellarmine. All of these teams are below 500. Kennesaw State and Jacksonville both at one and seven. Jacksonville finally gets their first conference win. Now they are one and seven, 71 to 65 over Bellarmine. So the Dolphins now tied for Kennesaw State for last place right now. And Kennesaw State just came off of a Division II win over Young Harris, another one of those last-minute fill-ins. We're seeing some crazy scheduling going on because you don't want teams getting too many conference games versus these other teams who have had the reschedule, who don't get as many conference games in. Uh, well, exactly what's going to happen with that, we're not sure. You just want some competitive fairness as much as you can get this year. I know it's asking quite a bit. But you want to be able to get these teams toward the end of the year going into March, which we're almost there. We're at the beginning mid-target of February right now. You want these teams with the same record or something comparable. So you can determine seeding, possibly getting into the NCAA tournament. But right now, it's a fluctuation. And this is something that we all knew coming into the season. I'm just glad we have college basketball. So this is something, a necessary evil that we're going to have to deal with. But... Once again, let's see how this kind of goes down with the conference records, if they can get them there at the end of the season. As of right now, there's not a whole lot of other news coming out of the A-Sun in either conference. Again, a lot of snafus in the scheduling process. You never know who's playing who on what weekend at this point, how many times you're actually playing the opponent you originally scheduled, but we're doing their best. Let's see how this is going to play out at the end of the season. Right now, Bellarmine Liberty for the men's at the top and Florida Gulf Coast and Liberty for the women's at the top. Those two teams for both those conferences are going to be on a collision course in the ASUN tournament. I'm very excited to see how that's going to play out. All of the teams this year are getting into the conference tournament. So let's see who can kind of get hot going into this tournament and see how they're going to fare in early March. That's going to be it for a trip around the ASUN. I am Jordan Griffith. Thank you so much for listening. We're getting toward that part of the season. We're looking up at scoreboards. We're looking up at standings. Who's getting what team scheduled? Are they getting rescheduled? So many variables going into the tournament, going into March, mid-February. Keep your ear to the ground of anything that's going to be happening because things are going to move very quickly here at the end of the season. But that is it for a trip around the A-Sun. I'm Jordan Griffith for the Owl Network. Thanks for listening. As a reminder, Kennesaw State men's basketball is home this weekend, Friday and Saturday against Stetson. It's a 6 o'clock tip on Friday, 4 on Saturday. Typical times, although the opponent has been switched with the midweek news. KSUowls.com slash tickets to secure your seats. If you're a student, make sure to visit KSUowls.com slash tickets to claim your free student ticket. And if you can't make the game, you can follow along the broadcast on ESPN+. This has been Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State University Athletics. It's been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of KSU Athletics. This is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. Whew, it's been a lot. However, I hope you're pumped for the start of a busy spring schedule at Kennesaw State University. We'll see you at a ball field, a court, somewhere on campus. We're going to be there just about every day of the week. And we look forward to either seeing you out there, hearing from you, or having you watch one of our broadcasts. Until next time, go apps.